So um, before we start, could you just do some laughs for me right into the microphone so that I can get <laughs> Right, a laugh. Shit, you didn't tell me I had to do that kind of stuff. I know, I'm stressful. <sighs> Super what else stressful. you want? Tears? Yes. You should have told me that ahead of time. Yeah. I did not wear waterproof mascara. Oh. And this is being videotaped, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, I ain't crying then. It's a little dark in here, so I think you can get away with it. Okay, I guess I, I did skip over the goth look. I guess, you know, I might be able to wear it well. Who who knows? Maybe. Okay. All right, so I think we're good. We're always good. Mm. We are good. We are good. I have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right, so unhooked in the nook. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've uh, talked about this some, about what our hopes and dreams are of this podcast um in your own words you know what are you hoping our listeners would get from this um in an ideal circumstance situation our friends strangers anyone wow uh yeah you you always hit me with these really like god all right soul searching questions but there, I know you need to ask them. That's why we have a podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my my hope is that whoever is tuning in just might be able to relate to some of the things that we're going to talk about, uh, good, bad, or ugly. They might relate and say, "Oh hell no! What you know trip is that woman on? That is not the way that life is." Or you may have other viewers or listeners that will say oh yes you know I I totally identify with that Um, I think just keeping it authentic Mm -hmm. and as real as our life experiences are is is all we can do and the rest is going to be up to the folks to turn in to tune in yeah so some entertainment some validation <laughs> i have i have been known to be entertaining at times i don't know well we'll see this is new for me too yeah you know i mean yeah. I, I just let's roll the dice see where it goes see what happens yeah, yeah. how about for you for me i you know this is actually along the lines of a theme that uh i, I hope to address in a very very soon in an episode uh, if not our next one, but I think that you and I are very vulnerable people, mm-hmm. and um, I think that that when you're vulnerable, you know, I we met at a, in a workplace situation, and I couldn't find the words for it initially, but I think you gave people around you permission to be vulnerable, permission to be uh, authentic, to laugh or be silly or I guess go against the norms, whatever the norms are that kind of box you in, and I. If I were to really step back, I would see the podcast as kind of what you you did when I met you, you know, what, or at least the energy that I felt and very adamantly attempted to learn from you. I mean, I've had conversations with you about I want to be more mm. like you in X, Y, and Z, <laughs> uh, you know, be myself and, you know, not have multiple selves, but to just be myself at any, you know, given state. Uh, or circumstance that I find myself in, maybe minus a cuss word here or there, but otherwise be myself. And I, I feel like this podcast is our opportunity to give people permission to be vulnerable or to not be something they think they're supposed to be. 
but to be exactly who they are and lead by example and demonstrate that, validate, and also entertain at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. And and yes, because life is short. And mm-hmm. and I think a lot of our, our trials and tribulations come when we try not to be ourselves, when we try to be what society wants us to be. Yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. And, and that, I actually hope, is going to be an episode for ourselves. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, make sure I still didn't hear it. See, I was like, oh, I forgot the fire. <laughs> and I'm so used to it with being in the nook. That right. To me, that's the this normal is, sound of the nook. This is the natural sound. the fire sound. burning. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Living and learning. <laughs> <laughs> so um, along the lines of what we hope our viewers would get out of it, and this being our first episode, um, as we figure things out, who knows? We might have to retake this one. Just be- <laughs> sound interference. Yeah, no, 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 no I, I like it. it. It's like we're, if we're going to live up to our principles. That is hey, true. the first one is a little imperfect. It's a little Ooh. bit of a, a fire burning in the background. And sorry if it's distracting, folks, but that's how life is. Mm-hmm. And now we've learned and you've mm-hmm. fixed it. So yeah, I actually really like that. I mean, yeah. we truly are in the nook. You know, we're unhooked in the nook. It was very intentional that we record here where we truly are ourselves and mm-hmm. are imperfect. And yep. yeah, I think you have a solid point on that. Okay. And you got it recorded too. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't even act like you didn't say it. <laughs> That's accountability right there. I love it. Love it. <laughs> so along similar lines, uh, reflecting back on ourselves, what do you, um, I don't know if you've even thought about this, but you know, what do you hope? this podcast might do for you, you know, maybe how it may affect you. I know in other conversations that we've had, you've talked about this kind of feels like therapy or you only cry during these types of recordings, <laughs> um, you know, but what, you know, sitting back, we're doing our first episode. It's imperfect. We're imperfect. And who knows who will listen to this episode, who in the world mm-hmm. may or may not. Yes. What are you hoping to get out of it for yourself? Uh once again, a tough question. I'm not coming in with any preconceived ideas of, oh, you know, um, maybe I'll be famous. Maybe I can go to Comic-Con and have a little a little booth uh, or whatever, or whatever Comic-Cons are for podcast people. <laughs> um, who the, like, who the heck really knows? Mm-hmm. I am here Number one, because it is like therapy for me. Mm. Um, It touches my heart that you find my life experience or you find the way I kind of roll through life as some energy that you want in your life or that you attract in your life or you need in your life. I mean, I feel Mm. the same way about you, too. Um, You you know, you got to find your tribe in, in this world. And I have learned that... The only way you can find the people that are going to bring meaning and joy to your life is to truly be yourself. Mm-hmm. And that means warts and all. It means, you know, imperfect sound or, or <laughs> um, you know, so it's hard for me to answer that question of what my expectations are. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I enjoy this whole thing. It's new. It keeps me young and relevant in, in mm-hmm. my old lady head. Um, so we'll see. You know, hopefully other listeners out there can relate, what, regardless of what age they are. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because uh, guaranteed people my age are, are not going to be listening to me because they they're their flip phones are not going to be like doing it. So um, young people, yeah, let, let's, yeah, I'd love to share some some of my life stories, mm-hmm. and hopefully you can glean a little bit of insight, um, and you know, and and have an interesting um, thought process about it. Mm-hmm. At the very least, is a good conversation with a friend in a comfortable space. At the very least, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I definitely don't feel that, you know, I don't know what I want from it except that it feels right to reach out into the world. And I I think through connection, I mean, we share our worlds together, you know, and I don't know that I really have an end goal for it all except that I want to do what feels right. That what feels, the word that has been coming to me a lot recently is aligned. What feels aligned, mm, you know? I love that word. Thank you, yeah, it's it's a good one. And I don't know who put it in my head recently, but it's been, it, it's following your gut, following your instinct. Fo- mm-hmm. Are you aligned with yourself? Are you authentic? Are you, you know, are, mm-hmm. you, are you aligned with your truth? with your connections with people, with your connection with yourself even. So I just, I feel like this just feels right to me. Mm -hmm. And I hope that it helps people. I I want to be able to help people. And for myself, I feel like if nothing else, it'll help me, you know, help me find my voice, help me understand myself, understand my friend, you know, understand our talents. That's, at the very least, what I hope to get out of this podcast, I feel like. Wow, that sounds great to me. Mm. Really, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're a good team, so mm-hmm. we're aligned. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Aligned in the nook. Aligned in the nook. <laughs> Maybe that's the title. <laughs> we'll find out. So before I ask or discuss the next part of it, I real quick want to move the curtain of the entrance. Okay. I don't know if it's picking up that sound or not. What sound? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, I don't know. If it's you really do have, like, who's the guy with the big, with the ear, the, uh, Daredevil? Daredevil. Do you know that, that Marvel character? Oh, no, I don't know, like, any Marvel. <gasps> I mean, barely a thing. Yeah, yeah Daredevil, um, is, is blind, and he has, uh, a, a very acute sense of hearing. Hmm. My children. Thank you, children, for, um. <laughs> exposing me to, you know, Marvel and DC. Although I I grew up with Batman and mm. all those, but yeah, Daredevil I was not familiar with. I have a good sense of smell too. It's really funny. I was in a meeting recently and someone was like not feeling great because they could smell like the smell of tuna and pickles. And they said, I have rodent nose. And I felt like that was the least complimentary <laughs> way. I'd rather be called daredevil than rodent nose. I thought yeah, that was so daredevil's funny. daredevil's a little... Um, <laughs> I'm a superhero. What yeah, yeah, superhero, <laughs> right, right. The other one belongs in like Ratatouille, yeah, you know, the, right. the Disney, right, the, the but, Disney mouse. Yeah, I make some good soup, <laughs> some good stew. 
Oh, gosh. So the other part of it that um, for our intro episode, you know, we've had discussions about this before, um, but I, I, and I, you know, we've talked about this. I, I really feel that in our own personal lives, we've been working on this, but I really want this to be a foundation of our podcast as well is, is identifying when we use the word should and finding a better word, a more accountable or uh, descriptive um, word. And, you know, there are times it was actually, I cannot for the life of me remember the sentence. It, I said it yesterday and I was like, oh, that's a case where should actually is okay. Like it doesn't really make a difference, but that's rare. Oh, I, fe- I feel that should is used a lot when it's not healthy for it. And so I'm hoping that as we have our different episodes and different topics come up that we're really able to say, oh, you know, call ourselves out on it, call each other like, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but you used that word. Can we <laughs> re-say that sentence with a word that works? Okay. Um, but I think it's important for people who are listening to this to even understand why that's so important. You know, what? why is why am I sitting here saying in the first episode that this needs to be a foundation for all future episodes? And so... Um, in your own words, you know, why is it something that you've um, made a point of noticing? What do you, you know, what do you think the maybe how you lose your power by using, mm-hmm. you know, using the word should mm-hmm. or how you can get your power back by replacing that word, you know, or how does it function or not function? And, you know, what are your thoughts on the word should in your day to day life and conversation, whether it's on a podcast or just whether these microphones were in the nook or not? Yeah, um, it, it it's it's super interesting, the word should, because mm-hmm. there are times when it is an appropriate word. Uh, you're teaching your daughters how to make scrambled eggs, and you should really beat the egg a little bit. You should you should kind of maybe whip it up and put a little bit of milk in the bowl and then pour it into a, a hot pan rather than... Um, you know, just yeah. kind of stand there, watch the eggs being cracked and not stirred and with and the expectation in their eyes that it's going to turn somehow magically turn into scrambled eggs mm. when you need to scramble mm. the egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that, that just popped. That was like a recent little thing mm. um, popped into my head. So in that sense, if you're if you're giving an instruction to someone mm. And you don't want to be incredibly direct. You can say, you, you, maybe you should, uh, you know, suggest it rather than demand it of someone. But the word should, when you're giving instructions, I think is helpful and is fine. Should is not fine when you delve into the past and you have regret and and you're like, Oh, I, I should have not opened my mouth. I should have just been quiet and, you know, whatever the circumstance is. Mm-hmm. And I think as humans, we can't help but beat ourselves up when, especially if in the present moment, we are feeling less than or sad or 
nostalgic or what whatever it's usually not a really super happy feeling if you're super happy you're living in the present you're not reflecting on the shoulds of life so that's one of the reasons um, that I try not or, or, I, or I try to be aware of should especially in the past tense um, in in the future tense it's almost the same but in a different way it's almost giving you anxiety provoking thoughts <gasps> oh I should maybe I should pack uh, an umbrella and I should pack my boots in case it rains but then if I do that I won't have enough room for that or should I maybe take travel insurance or should you know and then your mind is all crazy because the future isn't even here yet. Mm. And that word is allowing your brain to focus and, 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 and give you anxiety or fear about things that may or may not happen. So it's not a really helpful word for the past. It's not really helpful for the future. I think it's helpful when you're giving in the present using you, you, you should walk carefully when I open the door because there's some ice outside. I don't want you to fall. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I see what you mean. And for the record, I would say milk and scrambled eggs actually makes it rubbery. So I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and disagree with you on that, that okay. minor detail. But that's right. a tangent of should. Sorry, that's the way my mom made them. So <laughs> I used to, and then I found a recipe that talked about that. I was like, oh, um, well, no. Do you put water? Do you put anything in them, or just no, you just I, uh, do the egg and scramble it? And no, I brown it? some onions and garlic, mm -hmm. and then I um, throw some chopped mozzarella cheese and the whipped up eggs, and I throw it all in the pan and scramble it up. Okay. Best eggs in the world. I'm gonna make you some sometime. Okay. You'll be blown Sounds away. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, that's I, a promise. I'll all right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's recorded, so I can't get away from the promise. Um, but no, in all seriousness, we should. I see what you mean, and actually one of the first things you said about it as the eggs um, example was, you know, if you're trying to give directions and be a little indirect. That it sounded like, you know, soften the blow was kind of yes, the way I would absolutely. I heard what you were saying. And I think that can be good to soften the blow, but often if you're being indirect about uh, about your, your intentions or what you believe, then that's where should comes in and is destructive. And yes. I think that's exactly what you're speaking to. And I'm sure we'll do a whole episode on this, but I personally believe the past doesn't exist and the future doesn't exist. And so if you're talking about what you should have done in the past, then you're, it's almost like, it's an unfair, inaccurate to reality evaluation of what was going on or not going on like you did what you did you were doing what you were doing in that moment and that was that and there is no other it just is i i would also say speaking to the future that um i think i think should can can uh act as the voice of what you perceive society is imposing on you or society, what you think you're supposed to be or supposed to do. And so should comes in as that kind of voice mm -hmm. of what you perceive, you know, whether it's your parents, you know, what you 
you know, when you're younger, you know, growing out of that, or like I said, society or your job, you know, the environment around you that you're perceiving of how you're supposed to be then should comes in as that kind of action word when yes, it really it is not, doesn't mean it's healthy or right or ethical or logical mm-hmm. <laughs> or what you believe. That's so, right. Yeah, there's this absence of of reality in the word of should in my mind. And I, I think it, it can, you can find yourself kind of lost of like, but who am I and what am I actually experiencing? Who was I and who, what was I actually experiencing? Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, reality versus what could have been or should have been. That's right. Yeah. So I think that's a word that will, in my opinion, we'll probably end up coming back to in discussion, especially as we find ourselves in examples like, Absolutely. You, you know, I think it's like, oh, whoa, see what just happened there. And I, why did I say should instead of mm-hmm. the word that I'm replacing it with? That's so right. I think this will be something that just kind of a it, it'll show itself. Yes. We'll, we'll call each other out when we use it. Yeah. Lovingly. Yes. Of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, it is. It's definitely an interesting concept. And. Mm-hmm. I might have mentioned this to you bef- before, but my, my yoga instruct- instructor mm. often will say, don't should yourself. And it's <laughs> funny, and mm-hmm. um, but it's so true mm-hmm. be- because also in the practice of yoga, mm. it's different in the sense, it, some, some folks will look at yoga as, as just another form of exercise. I, as a yoga as a yogi, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's so much more. Um, but one of the beautiful things about yoga is that you, you always want to move your body with breath and not do necessarily what the instructor is doing. If, if our instructor, if her, if her, arms can reach her toes when she's she's leaning over it doesn't mean that you have to do that you Mm. you just want to do what your body is asking for and what you're capable of doing Mm. so that's why my instructor would often say okay you know hey i'm i'm short my anatomy's different you know my arms can reach here but if your anatomy is different, your arms are never going to reach here. So, you know, don't feel that you should uh, do this or that you're doing something in, in, incorrect. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's all about giving yourself permission to let your body move in the way it needs to move. Certainly use the instructor as an example of, of, of like the destination. Mm-hmm. But you have to respect your own body mm-hmm. and don't try to force it into poses or if, if they're doing a plank for 20 seconds and you can only you you can't even do a plank you can maybe you know put your knees down it's fine mm-hmm. so do 10 seconds with your knees down so that in my life experience is also why the word should is I kind of got that from her a long time ago. Don't should yourself. So now I'm, it's fun to meet you and have this same idea about the word should. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That it's not always the best thing to have. 
in conversation. For sure. Pick a pick a better word. Yeah. Well, and to just say, you know, I'll give my sister credit. I believe my sister brought it to my attention a few years ago, and it's something that she and I have had discussions. I got to make sure I give her awesome. credit. Yeah, that she's cool. kind of my teacher of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brought it to my and she my might world. actually listen to this podcast. Oh yeah, so she, she better. Be like, what the hell? She should. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting when you brought up the yoga. It's a, you were you saying you know the follow. This is a demonstration of what you know. You want the instructor to kind of role model it, but mm-hmm. that's not. We don't have the same anatomy. It's the. It, you may even you may have even used the word expectation at some point that this isn't the expectation and it mm-hmm. again it's very interesting that even in that it's there's this um i don't know i get i get the sense from should of it's like holding yourself to a standard that that you're self-imposing and others may impose i mean mm-hmm. it's not society has all sorts of opinions parents have all sorts of opinions not not to say that it's all generated inside your own head and out of nowhere but for whatever reason it's this self-imposed belief about who you are supposed to be instead of who you are or what Absolutely. you believe is the right or healthiest or most fun or most accurate or whatever word Mm -hmm. you want to use other than the word should that's self-imposed it's it's very interesting it feels very boxy like it's Mm -hmm. boxes you in that's kind of the energy i get when like when you're talking about this even though it was very gentle and your instructor was bringing it to your attention in a positive way she was trying to keep you out of the box like don't hurt yourself trying to be in a box trying to replicate yeah whatever Whatever society, whatever whatever you deem as the perfect yoga pose, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as the perfect yoga pose. Mm-hmm. It, the yoga is to benefit your individual body, your breath, mm-hmm. not the person next to you, not the instructor. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a that's one of the reasons I love my yoga instructor so much is uh, she's very mindful of these things and it carries over off the yoga mat. It carries over mm. into work, into relationships, into into mm. life. Yeah, absolutely. I hope I hope one day we can, I've thought a good bit about this, how you're talking about that yoga, this is a little off topic, but with yoga, some people just see it as an exercise, but mm-hmm. you know, you see it. How did you say it? It's a practice. It's my lifestyle. I mean, it's it, lifestyle. lifestyle. Yes, yeah. it's the way I live mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is, I can see that difference. I can feel that. And before I really meditated for the first time and kind of had my awakenings, I didn't understand that. I saw it as just an exercise. Mm-hmm. I didn't truly appreciate that. I hope that one day we can delve more into that and I can understand a little bit more how it's your lifestyle because I think that's. I mean, it's something that I have yet to fully, ex- really explore at all, honestly. Anytime I've been more or less forced to do yoga, like, you know, as a PE requirement or something, <laughs> um, it, I was seeing it as exercise. I wasn't seeing it as a lifestyle or yes. a, a physiological or a philosophy or any of that. It was just, Ooh, you know. It's a whole other world waiting for you. <laughs> Watch out, world. Yes. Get you on that mat. <laughs> open my world wide. <laughs> So, um, okay, good. So I think that being aware of the word should, which we already, you know, do in our day-to-day life, but making a, a point of it on the podcast is is, uh, is going to do us well. I think that's, and I think that 
as we delve into interesting topics that are deep, it's going to get more interesting being able to dissect the importance of, of the way the word should plays a role in our society and our personal life and our day-to-day communication or miscommunications. I totally agree. It's going to be fun. And I predict uh, you'll be calling me out more than I'll be calling you out. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you never know. Oh, you yeah, never know. Yeah. Um, please call me out. Yeah, <laughs> I say it happens. Um, so talking about outside of the box, do you man, take your time on thinking about this? And I, one of the things that, uh, and I'll say it since we're in the first episode, I think this is ideal time to say anything about the foundation of the podcast is that I do have questions in mind that I, to kind of get us started, and I don't ask you, I don't tell you what's coming about, you know, this is what I'm going to ask you, because I want, you know, your authentic, spontaneous, what comes to mind first answers. And then in that, because you don't know where you're going, I don't know where you'll take me. And so that's good. That's what I, I want back. I love that. I love that. <laughs> And yes, I really never want to know what the topic yeah. is going to be. Overthink it. Because I will, yes, my little brain, as much as I want to say yoga has helped me quiet the mind, and it has, mm-hmm. it's still ticking away in there. And if I know next week mm-hmm. or whatever, the next taping, mm-hmm. it's going to be about fill in the blank, then my brain's going to be picking out every little thing and it will be judging and it's like oh no maybe we shouldn't mm-hmm. say that or oh or maybe you know no mm-hmm. so i like come in blind have a little wine sit here and just give you <laughs> what's what's coming out <laughs> i you know it's very interesting you say that because the first thing when you said you know fill in the blank then your mind's you know even though you do yoga and you meditate it's very interesting that it's um it's almost like you step away from your authentic answers when you get caught up in the future. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Since the whole, it's a theme that I'm sure my our viewers will get tired of hearing me say, but I truly believe the past and the future is virtually non-existent. And that it, it, it actually disturbs the present when you try to live in something that doesn't exist. And so I did that. It's very interesting that that would knock you out of authentic alignment thinking about the future, trying to prepare for it so that your oh, answers yeah. would then not be authentic. Uh, oh, it totally, it totally would would knock me out. Yeah, it, and my answers would not be authentic because mm. I would have had time to judge myself mm. and think about it and, you know, oh, maybe that's be- left better unsaid. Mm. And, um, yeah, and let's face it, I may say some things that <laughs> are better left unsaid. <laughs> You know, that's the beauty of uh, leaning in, like mm-hmm. my buddy Brene Brown, who I do not know, but I. <laughs> yeah. Full disclaimer: I, I, I don't. I, she's yeah, not my buddy. Disclaimer: for real. <laughs> I would love for Brene Brown to be my buddy, but she's not. <laughs> and she has taught us both. Um, see, I'm bad. All right, I got on Dina Sturt. Um, it's funny that is another thing that is very much uh, a connection between us is Brene Brown. Um, her TED Talk, The Power of Vulnerability, I watched it the first time when I was like a teenager probably, and I was like, I don't know why this is so popular. You know, I just, mm-hmm. then I went through my first real heartbreak, and it was a year or two after that, and I watched it, and I was like, what, <laughs> you know, and that yeah. became my Bible. And I, it, 
I would say it's so funny because if you were not sitting across from me and I was doing a podcast with someone else with a similar cut from the same cloth, mm -hmm. I could easily say without question that Brene Brown is in the room in terms of why I'm here and you know what drove you know one of the many factors. So it's I just love that about us is mm -hmm. that. I think if I was sitting across, it wasn't me sitting across, but someone from the same cloth, you would, your answer would still be Brene oh, yeah. Brown, you oh, know, yeah, it totally, <laughs> your buddy like, Brene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely would be. And um, and th and there's an expression that I'm going to screw up already, so I you know forgive me, but it's something that goes along the lines of uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will arrive. Mm. So, mm. right. When you were younger and you listened to her TED talk, you had it, 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 you weren't, you weren't there yet. No. Yeah. So when these life experiences come, then if you're fortunate enough and open minded enough, you will find the teachers in, in different areas that are going to come with the, the words you need to hear mm -hmm. and, and then grow from that. Yeah. I would definitely agree because that has mm -hmm. certainly been my experience over and over and over again. And who knows, perhaps our own words right now, maybe someone needs to hear about the word should. Maybe they're beating themselves up and shouldn't themselves. Shouldn't, shouldn't themselves souls. all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get yourself cleaned up there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it seems that should is. Uh, you know, boxing us in. That's that's what, if we were to distill it really down, in this moment at least, that's kind of what I feel like should does is it boxes us in. Is there is there a story that you're willing to tell us um, that the first time you really, well, not the first time, but some, maybe something that's visceral, however, whichever story feels the best, first, most powerful, whatever, where you were really like, I'm... I'm stepping outside this box. <laughs> this box is going down. Like, is there a moment that you're willing to share, whether it be the first or the loudest or maybe the most unexpected? Maybe you caught yourself off guard where you were like, wow, I'm, this is happening. I'm, I'm, this is what I'm doing this right now. <laughs> I'm stepping outside of this box. And this box could be society or your parents' expectations or expectations of yourself, uh, religion, work. Oh Lord, how how long is this podcast? <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, I, I I have a history of stepping outside of boxes. I I truly do. And uh, <laughs> how young do you want me to go? I'll I'll tell you like a little a, a little diddly one. This is okay. this one. Um, <laughs> this one is actually cute. But okay. I I went to. Catholic uh, grade school and high school, but not college, thank God. Um, <laughs> pun, sorry, God. <laughs> no offense. Um, but anyway, second grade. It's around Thanksgiving, and um, the assignment that the nun gave us, uh, we, we were to create a little Thanksgiving card for our parents. And the instructions were, and, and this is before photocopy machines or anything, we had these crazy, like, oh God, I forgot the name of it, the, but the, the, they, the, you would run off paper and, and they were purple and they smelled and they stunk. 
And yeah, I'm not going to remember the name of the machine. But anyway, so the nun runs all these copies off, gives us all, all the kids in the class. And the instructions are you put your, your hand on the, on the paper and you take a, a, a crayon or, or a pencil and you outline your hand. And then, of course, your thumb is going to be the turkey face. And then the, the four remaining fingers are the feathers. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, this is bullshit. Like, everybody's going to have the same card. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not doing that. So... I, I get the little, you know, piece of paper and, and I'm like, no, I ain't doing that. So I ended up drawing a, um, a cooked turkey with, with stuffing and cranberries and, and, oh yeah. And it, it was great. And then I put the little X's where the, you know, where the stuffing would be stuffed up in it. And, um, yeah. So what do you think being in Catholic school, disobeying a nun, you think she'd say how clever I was, or do you think I would get in trouble for that? Hmm. I'm going to guess the latter, but your tone gives it away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the nun wasn't happy. Hmm. The nun didn't like me not following the instructions. Mm-hmm. However, the nun had a um, volunteer um, mom in the in the class, like just to you know, kind of help distribute crayons or whatever. So there was a volunteer. Mm. The volunteer mom came over and was like, "Oh my gosh, this child, this is so creative, and I love it." And you know, so it kind of took the nun saw it, was ready to like pounce. Mm-hmm. But then had to take a step back because there was a witness there that was a mom. And that's who we were making these little cards for our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mom was like just loving that I didn't follow instructions. And, you know, so in that sense, I stepped out. I, I took control of the situation because I thought to myself, I don't want to give my parents a card that every other kid in my class is given their parents. Granted, our hands will be shaped different and maybe Mm. we'll color the feathers a little different. Mm. But, you know, I wanted to take the liberty, the artistic liberty, the freedom to make a card that spoke to me and spoke you know and and i know my mom is very artsy and she 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 didn't want the old hand turkey card you know she wants something she would she would appreciate that in me so i took a chance and i did not follow the instructions and in that case i i was saved by the volunteer mom that was in the class and if the mom wasn't there i would have been reprimanded no doubt about it um and I don't know what else would have happened, but, you know, I, I know I've, you've known me long enough. I, I tell these little Catholic school stories that <laughs> are borderline abusive, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, hey, it's made me into who I am. So. And how old were you? You were like in this? In second grade. So, okay. Second grade. Oh, so yeah. Like I was seven. in second grade. Yeah. So I think I was about seven. Yeah. And when you were seven, did you could you recognize that dynamic? Oh, I'm about, I would have gotten in trouble if this mom hadn't just come over and praised me. Um, yes, I knew. Um, I remember my heart beating fast because I, I I was looking around all my classmates dutifully tracing their hand for their 
card for their parents. And, and I just knew, like, I had a choice. Mm. I could, the easy choice would have been just trace my hand, too. Sure. And, you know, and just call it a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not how I'm wired. Right. I'm wired that if I'm truly going to give my parents a card, I don't want to look like every other card. I want to be something cool and different. Mm-hmm. That's a very heartwarming. It's you know, your motivation was to give your parents a unique gift. Mm-hmm. You willingly, knowingly defied and knew you would get in trouble to the point that your heart's beaten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, the beginning of uh, panic anxiety attacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll self-diagnose. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving Sunday. <laughs> Wow. And then to know and recognize that the parent coming over is what saved you both as a witness and you know, that they're a parent and they're liking it. And so then you see that the nun has to step back. and Wow. So that really because I was originally before you got to that point, mm-hmm. I was thinking, OK, well, she's going to get in trouble. She's about mm-hmm. to, you know, get a yeah. thumb on her forehead or yeah. you know, we'll go to that story someday or something. But. It's. Wow. To me, that's fascinating because I was thinking, okay, so how did you end up walking away from that situation and deciding to keep doing things like that? You know, because the message would have been that just hurts. That's bad. You know, that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. But no, you got a very strong message that no, my instinct is to give my parents the unique gift. Right. And there's two different adults with two opposing opinions. There is no right. There is one that will hurt. And mm-hmm. there is one that will save. But there are very opposing perspectives. Like usually, I, I guess in my experience as a kid, there's a lot of unified fronts of, of adults. You know, all adults think this. You know, if you had written something about Satan on there, I think you probably would have gotten a unified front of, yeah. a, of a message from those two adults, right? <laughs> I think so. But in this case, it, you really saw it's almost like you you were able to almost step outside of yourself you like and i'm not i I can't speak for you but from what you're saying Mm -hmm. it's almost like you were able to kind of see the full scope of what was going on you're looking to your left you're looking to your right your heart's beating fast everyone's doing this but you want to do this for your parents and this mom comes and saves you from the nun who wants to jump down Mm -hmm. your throat Mm -hmm. it's like it gave you i guess a three-dimensional view of of what was going on versus a 2d hey when i defy it hurts that's a kind of a 2D walk away message. And you, I think it may be like, I can understand why you kept doing that. That didn't slow you down. If anything, it might've encouraged it. Cause it's like, no, there is no true truth. There is not one answer of how the world is supposed to be. Cause clearly these two adults and I'm only seven years old are at odds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's very informative. Just diddly old stories. Is that what you call it? A diddly old story. I called it a diddly one because yeah. it was harmless. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, because you 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 didn't really give me a time for you. Well, mm-hmm. you did. You left it yeah. open. Yeah. So that's one that I can remember. You know, being fairly young and and kind of giving it to the man, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. And then, of course, you, you know, as I got older, and mm-hmm. and then with the craziness of. Uh, yeah, I can't mention names, can I? Uh, like the presidency and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and all the, the 
horrible things that have happened over the mm-hmm. past few years with racial inequity and justice, mm-hmm. injustice. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think at a young age, I, I think at a, a young age, I could sense when things were just too uniform, too dictated. Mm -hmm. And if my little soul was not feeling in line with what was being asked of me, I felt that I'm going to roll the dice and just see where that gets me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it did get me punished or in trouble. Mm -hmm. But even then, I, I felt like, okay, so I survived that. Right. You know, so it just made me stronger for the next battle and the next one. And yeah, which makes sense because I do genuinely believe courage is a practice that doesn't, yeah. So then if you have, you got that courage building and that really creating that foundation, then it's like, all right, when we rise to the next challenge. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's not a one going from zero to 100. It's correct. One, they're two, they're little steps. Yeah, you know, it it could be a little drawing in second grade, mm-hmm. fourth grade. It might be something a little more, mm-hmm. you know, meaty, and uh, and then up through high school and mm-hmm. and right. And we'll get into those stories. <laughs> oh, <laughs> eventually, oh, yeah, I know oh. that. <laughs> if that's a diddly old story, <laughs> yeah, that was a diddly one. <laughs> And sorry, I'm probably speaking a little more Irishy that because of St. Patrick's Day, you know, that okay. was fun day. Good. Well, I mean, you, you speak Irish all you want or not, you want, <laughs> you know, however you need to do it. <laughs> all well, thank you. If that's your authentic self, <laughs> that's what's in your orbit. That's what I want. Uh, oh gosh. So, um, one of the things that I, I hope that we can implement in our podcast is gratitude. Um, I don't, I think this is something that we'll have to play by ear and find our aligned, authentic um, vibration on this. But um, it's always healthy, I think, to um, be mindful of your gratitude for, you know, your friends, like each other. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the abundance around us, um, our connections in general. We have many connections, each of us. Um, But one of the things that I think is the hardest, or at least we're not trained or talked about, is gratitude for ourselves and really practicing that self-love. And as you and I both um, seem to be in agreement about with this podcast that – we're hoping to kind of role model um, or give permission um, to a healthier, aligned, authentic way of being. Um, not the right way, because I think we can agree there's no right way. Correct. But just <laughs> what we are at the heart of it all. And so what I hope um, is that I'd like to hear from you, and I will also find something. I don't know what I will say. Mm-hmm. I'll trust myself on it. But... Um, what is what is something in maybe recently in this last week or you could heck even in your lifetime maybe back to when you were seven but something about yourself that you love or that you're grateful for that whether others would agree or not then that's up to you whether you select something that others may or may not agree with but something you personally um, are grateful for about yourself 
Oh, yeah, that... I don't want to sound like a broken record, but but some of these these type of questions, they, they really, I mean, you can, gosh, you know, if I knew about this ahead of time. <laughs> well, Sorry, you know, I'm, this I'm practice joking. will know, be joking. around, so I know, I'm joking. you'll be prepared for I'm, future. I'm joking because I don't want to know about that ahead of time, <laughs> obviously. Uh, well, I'm looking at a stink pug. Oh, hello, friend. <laughs> One thing I'm grateful about, I'll, I'll take that as a sign. Mm. I truly feel a connection with all living things, like that stink bug. I am not a believer in squishing bugs because you can, um, pulling up, you know, weeds because you can. Um, before, it's not to say I will never pull weeds out. Because um, you can ask my husband, uh, yeah, we, we go round and round on dandelions and my <laughs> love of them and his label them, <laughs> labeling them as weeds. Um, but one thing I'm grateful about for the way I am wired, and I have always, as long as I can remember, been wired this way. I always look at little forms of life, whether it's a stink bug, an ant, a bee, whatever, as belonging here, just like me. Like we, little living things, we all belong to the earth. And it, it really hurts my heart as when humans decide that, that, that they're going to label everything and they're like, well, okay, well, this kind of rose is fine but that dandelion is a weed and that has to be destroyed and we need chemicals and we need companies to come and make our lawn all you know green and and this that and the other thing um it's always bothered me it's always been like an ethical conversation i have with myself Mm -hmm. about like what if we just let things what live you know why do we automatically have to kill other things because we can and right now i know a lot of listeners are like well i kill bugs and and i'm sure most people do but the danger in my mind when when we assume that we have that power over other living things is that we take that then the next step to have power over different types of humans, of humans that don't look like us, maybe a different race, maybe a, a, a different um, gender, or, you know, maybe a different political persuasion. And then it, it just, it, it ultimately leads to a lot of unnecessary conflict in the world. Mm-hmm. I know I took a big leap there from a stink mm-hmm. bug to um you know what's happening in ukraine right now but honestly if we as humans can take a step back and just ask ourselves the why you know before i squish something whether it's a bug a plant another person's feelings another person's livelihood Mm -hmm. another person's right to exist before i do that because i can because i have power why 
Mm-hmm. You know, just reflect on that. Why? Mm-hmm. If it, it, I think if we just took a step back and ask ourselves the why, a lot of these things would not happen. I agree. And I don't think that's a big leap at all. I sincerely believe that there's kind of like bones in our beliefs, you know, there's a structure, you know, and, and when you're in a moment of heat uh, action, or even when you're not, maybe when you're just in default kind of zoning, autopilot, I guess is the word I'm looking for, those bones guide, you know, and if you can so simply and easily categorize and say not worthy of living, Mm-hmm. And the action is to kill mm-hmm. and to systematically kill. And yes. that's when we're talking about dandelions and stink bugs. Right. Then that can very easily not just trickle, but domino wildfire up the chain of gravity, of intensity, of, you know, applying the same philosophy. Mm-hmm. The same bones are still there. So I don't think that's a big leap at all. And yeah, I and I, I'm sure that there is a lot of debate to say, well, you know, is it, you know, if a certain plant is taking over and killing every single plant in mm-hmm. the woods and then, well, what about those plants that are getting killed off? So there's, you know, right. it's certainly, and I think we'd agree on this, almost always a gray, you yes. know, where, you know, yes, uh, of course. Of what we, is, you know, where we, is it at? But it's to yes. not assume or to uh, go with, you know, a black and white polarized kind of, oh, just die. Just, right. Psh, this is good. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. Because there's a lot of gray. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to talk about the gray. It's mm-hmm. just not okay to live in the black, white, I'm mm-hmm. strong, you're weak, mm-hmm. I'm alive, you're dead, you're <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It's dangerous. That's mm-hmm. very dangerous. The pendulum swinging back and forth really hard on it. Yeah. Yeah. I admire that about you. I do. That you're so mindful and you're always noticing. I know one time we were... Uh, somewhere else and you were admiring the ladybugs and you you always I think it also just shows you appreciate I think that's another piece of it not only are you not inclined to just jump to death (laughs) jump to to labeling you're also appreciating the life around you you know you always are the one to notice when there's a bug around us yes it's uh I do I I don't know if we're like maybe I was a bug in my last (laughs) life that's a possibility who the heck knows You've talked about that. We've been in yeah. your pool before, and uh, you've had a bug land on you. You says, "Is that you, Mom?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely am a weirdo. Yeah, I don't know. What I mean. <laughs> That's kind of weirdo there is. <laughs> hey, anyone who says they're not a weirdo is either lying to us or lying to themselves or both. Yeah, I mean, I in agree. my opinion, I don't I know agree. anyone who's not weird. Truly. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that. <laughs> well, to figure out what bugs we are, that'll be all. Exploration. <laughs> what bug would we be identify as? Oh. So my uh, gratitude to myself. Well, I can't help but look around the nook, and um, you know, this is our first episode. And when I started my production company, I one of the things that. I think, and I think I pretty quickly acknowledged this to myself and maybe, you know, to others that I liked that I was behind the camera, behind the microphone. You know, I, I liked mm-hmm. to, it was, uh, it felt safe. It felt not vulnerable and not just be seen or heard, but more importantly, that if it were to fail, 
I could go to the next project and not feel that I failed, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I want to recognize in myself that um, I've chosen to be vulnerable, um, to, to try something, to, to try to engage my own beliefs um, on the record, you know, and um, to the world and to say, hey, this is my current opinion. And I say current because we're all fluid. We all grow. I hope Absolutely. I hope I don't agree with everything that I'm saying in five years. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that that's a sign of growth. Um, and to recognize that, you know, I can be I can be wrong or I can be misguided or I can be uh, blind or I can be insightful and I can be helpful. I can be all of these things and it doesn't make me um, any less worthy of this conversation or this connection between you and I mm -hmm. or uh, my just my own existing in the world that I'm just trying to live life like any other human and so I'm I'm grateful for myself and that I'm you know we talk about boundaries and I, I know that's going to be a topic one of these episodes I'm sure and I I believe I've I've come to the conclusion at this point in my life that um, you only really can have firm boundaries and healthy boundaries if you trust yourself and if you don't trust yourself you're going to trust everyone else's judgment before your own, all seven billion people over yourself. That is the truth. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of reasons for uh, having poor boundaries, which is another episode <laughs> in and of itself. I've already written that one down. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I trust myself. I'm grateful that I can put myself out there and stand by what I said and also stand by saying, oh, you know what? Maybe I was wrong on that. I, You know what? That information, I'm really glad I heard that so that I could keep growing and adjusting and trying to be an even better influence in the world than I am in this moment, which is, I think, all I've ever tried to do my whole life. And I think you too. I think that's part of the cloth that we're both cut from. Yeah, I do too. And... And I love seeing you sitting on this side of the camera. <laughs> love it. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is, a, this is a, a new experience for me. That is for sure. I've only done this in tests. So, <laughs> Excellent. Well, this is a episode was a little longer than we anticipated, but it's all part of the testing, figuring it all out, being That's imperfect. Right. That's right. Going along, making adjustments and... I can't even say this is a start because the start was a long time ago in a certain way. Even, even before we met, you know, when I ran into Brene Brown's TED Talk, and before that, you know. So, but this this feels like a moment, and I'm I'm excited to see and reflect back on this moment in the future, and multiple times in the future. It won't just happen once, and see where where this takes us. Me too. Me too. Hang on. <laughs> Cheers. Ching, ching. <laughs> whoop, whoop. First one down. First one down. Right. Mm, yeah, baby. Mm, mm, mm. I know. <laughs> <laughs>